0: Hello and welcome to Colchester's 2019 Town Plan Audio Experience. For those who could not make it out to our Colchester Planning Commission meetings, we hope to provide you with a brief takeaway of what you missed. At the August 7th meeting, Planning and Zoning Coordinator Sean Cannon talked about energy and discussed plans for the future with the public. Check it out.
1: So, the goal of tonight's presentation is to give a little background on our previous energy plan and how we'll move forward with the 2019 Town Plan. Our goal is to take initiative in the state's goal of 90% renewable energy by 2050, and we're also looking to overhaul the plan to achieve affirmative determination of energy compliance and substantial deference in the 248 process. I'll talk more about that later. In 2016, the state of Vermont updated its comprehensive energy plan and outlined the following goals. Uh, the first is to t- obtain 90% of all energy across all sectors, including transportation, heating and electricity uh, from renewable sources by 2050. The interim goal is 25% renewables by 2025 and 40% renewables by 2035. Uh, the second goal is to reduce total energy consumption per capita by 15% by 2025 and by more than one third by 2050. Uh, third goal is to weatherize 25% of homes by 2020, and the fourth goal is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 50% from the 1990 levels by 2025, and 75% by the 20th, by 2050. Uh, while the state of Vermont uh, will move forward with these goals regardless of the actions by us or by any municipality, we believe we should set the groundwork and collaborate collaborate with Chittenden County Regional Planning Commission to become a local leader and institute local actions to make the progress and achieve goals set by 2050. These pie charts show that although we are becoming more renewable, we still have a long ways to go. Uh, At this point, Vermont is only 20% renewable energy sources. Although 43% is renewable in the electricity uh, sector, a significant overhaul is required for the heating and transportation sectors. As you can see in the green up there, uh, transportation, heating, and electricity produce 80% 80 of our greenhouse gas emissions in the state. This change isn't only important for the planet, but also for our wallets. This graph shows how volatile our state fuel prices have been over the last 20 years. It's very important that we become less reliant on these fluctuating fuel prices. As we begin drafting the 2019 town plan, we need to think about what we can do in the next six years to meet the interim goals of 2025. And to do that, we need to determine what actions Colchester could do to contribute to the future and reach our milestones. Uh, The 2014 town plan is helping lay the groundwork for our vision for the future. Uh, We plan to collaborate more regionally to improve our energy infrastructure and become more economically sustainable to our residents. In 2014, we noted that for our energy utilities in 2012, the state of Vermont received one-third of its power from Hydro-Quebec, one-third of its power from Vermont Yankee, one-sixth of its power from local Power generation, such as dams, one twelfth from Vermont renewables, one twelfth from the mark and from other market sources. Uh, with recent closing at that time of Vermont Yankee, the power supply had been replaced through the northeastern grid, including nuclear power facilities in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Uh, Colchester was served by Green Mountain Power at the time, uh, 900- nine nine thousand one hundred and twelve customers. Uh, the second part was the grid. Uh, power is brought into Colchester. via had three transmission lines. A GMP transmission line runs from Burlington border across the Winooski River to a substation on Bay Road. Vermont Electric Power Company, Velco, maintains two transmission lines in the northern half of the Colchester. The first line running from Essex Station to the Sandbar at 22 kilovolts, and the second line running from Essex Station to Georgia at 21. Energy sources, uh, while increasing number of residents are heated with biomass, such as wood pellets, The major heating source in Colchester is natural gas and liquid propane, and there are currently 13 gasoline service stations and two fuel distributors with the community. And energy conservation. Uh, Most new construction in Colchester is required to meet or exceed the Vermont residential energy standards through the use of insulation, heating systems, and weatherproof windows and doors. Technology advancements have generated higher standards, such as zero energy construction standards, uh, which buildings generate... As much as they consume. Uh, green and lead construction standards promote the use of natural recycled and durable building materials. Uh, these standards are also applied to landscaping ad- advocating for native plants that are low maintenance. Uh, so here are the policies of the 2014 Town Plan. The first is we will promote sustainable development patterns to minimize energy use and promote alternative transportation. Uh, we will continue to require new construction to meet or exceed state energy efficiency codes We will adopt a comprehensive energy plan to address conservation efforts. We will partner with conservation organizations and programs to to provide safe and affordable energy resources. We will encourage development of renewable energy resources in the town. Uh, We should upgrade energy utility infrastructures when necessary. And finally, encourage the extension of natural gas services to areas that currently not served. So the question is, where do we go from here? Where do we get started in order to reach the 2050 goals in 32 years. In June, the 2018 ECOS regional plan was adopted by Chittenden County Regional Planning Commission. The energy portion lays out how the region is planning to meet these state goals with major shifts away from fossil fuels to renewable sources of energy efficiency in all sectors and increase in state renewable energy generators. Uh, The analysis estimates current energy use provides targets for future energy use across all sectors. This information should provide the framework for a discussion about changes that will need to occur in our county. Uh, The data in this section is intended to provide an overview of current energy use and a sense of trajectories and and change of pace needed to meet state's energy goals. Uh, Targets for future energy use are drawn from a long range energy alternatives planning, also known as LEAP analysis, uh, completed by the Vermont Energy Investment Corporation The LEAP model is a counting framework that shows one possible path, our county, to meet the state energy goals. Uh, Finally, the ECOS plan shows maps that locate the best and most practical locations for renewable energy in our county. We benefit from the regional plan in three major ways. Uh, Regional planning provided each town the county breakdowns for their communities. This shows an overview of energy use in our community along with targets we can set for the future to align with state's goals. It shows possible pathways we could implement to reach the stakeholders, And finally, regional planning provided individual maps that show the best locations for wind and solar. These details would allow the town to get substantial deference. As enabled under Act 174, if municipal plans meet the standards, it will be given an affirmative determination of energy compliance, and it will be given substantial deference in the Public Service Board's review on whether an energy project meets development criteria. Substantial deference would give Colchester significant and meaningful weight in the Section 248 process, in other words, the ability to review all applications conformance pertaining to electrical generation facilities. So what do we do now? Our geography has historically limited the ability to produce power. In 2016, the state of Vermont received 3507 of electricity from regional non-renewable energy imports, 21.0% from regional nuclear, 18.22% from biomass, 12.5% from Hydro Quebec, 642 from other hydropowers. Colchester uh, is estimated to have a population of 17,319 people using a total of 1.3 million kilowatt hours from electricity and 785,470 million British thermal units of natural gas for thermal energy. This is the fourth highest in our county. As of 2017, Colchester is served by Green Mountain Power with 9,696 customers. Uh, Power is brought in to Colchester via three transmission lines as mentioned earlier. Several residential scale wind turbines and solar panels have been installed by individual property owners to serve residential and agriculture needs on site. According to the town records since 2015, residential solar panel installations have created one9 megawatts of solar power in Colchester the energy dashboard states that we have 268 properties that have solar panels Some of these facilities feed back into the grid But they do not significantly contribute to our town's overall needs Well an increasing number of residents are heated with biomass such as wood pellets the major home heating source in Colchester is natural gas and liquid propane these are there are currently 13 gasoline service stations and two fuel distributors from the community Vermont Gas System serves the majority of the Bay, Severance Corner, the Village, Exit 16, the Fort, Severance Corner, and Mallets Bay Ave by Winooski Town Line. The main transmission line from Chittenden County runs through Colchester, north to south, originating at the Canadian border from Trans-Canadian Systems, uh, which brings natural gas from Alberta. This is one of three transmission lines into the community. The first line originating in Burlington across from the Winooski River and terminating at the exit 16 the second line originating Winooski in the exit 16 area running north along Route 2 and 7, and the third line running from Winooski along Route 15 into Essex. According to the 2017 Housing Needs Assessment conducted by the Town of Colchester, an estimated 6,000 or 80% of homes in the town need weatherization due to the construction date. Uh, This assessment advises the town to focus on energy efficiency, through new construction, retrofitting, and weatherization projects. In 2015, the town contracted CARES Consulting to conduct a level two energy audit of our municipal buildings. Uh, This audit was provided, it provided a performance baseline of relative energy usage for 16 of our buildings. Uh, Overall, Colchester found they could be saving 97,865 kilowatt hours, uh, 3,043 CCFs, Of natural gas and 62.77 kilogallons of water at a cost of two hundred and forty six thousand one hundred and forty one dollars with an annual saving of twenty thousand dollars all these improvements would end up taking about eleven point eight years to pay back with the data we have in hand we began drafting our pathways to meet these goals Uh, following these the energy audit I just mentioned the town should continue to make investments in the efficiency of their buildings uh, by promoting increased energy efficiency and serving as a role model for the community, the town stands to not only save money, but inspire residents to make changes in their homes. Uh, second is tools like Ecli or ClearPath have been used to monitor greenhouse gas emissions across municipalities. By providing up-to-date information encouraging the use of these tools, we can monitor emissions, uh, track partnerships with renewable energy and energy efficiency companies. The third is the Vermont Community Energy Dashboard is another way to track energy usage. Uh, we should keep this tool up to date with information on solar panel permits and other efficiency actions um, not only to inform the residents but also to guide future energy planning to reach our goals the fourth is the current general development zoning districts are designed to focus growth in specific areas through mixed use development regulations by focusing growth here we can control growth and design ways to reduce community uh, commuting distances and the fifth is having Greater partnerships between Parks and Rec Public Works, planning and zoning will help coordinate plans regarding connectivity of currently constructed paths. Uh, the section is not regrouped under any the energy efficiency. So building codes in Colchester currently have requirements to meet energy efficiency, but efforts can be made to improve these standards to incorporate, incorporate various green construction standards. Uh, the development review board or planned unit development reviews should be encouraged to continue promoting efficiency in the new construction and encourage developers to consider important factors when deciding whether or not to approve construction. Many residents don't know about certain groups or organizations that we could provide education and physical financial assistance to homeowners looking to weatherize their homes. Uh, to better inform residents, information should be made available at the town office or online, most likely on its website or in the planning and zoning department we could have pamphlets or things like that. We can use emission data and track fuel usage by the vehicles we have in our fleet and then use this data to purchase newer, more efficient vehicles or possibly electric cars in the future. Instead of simply relying on residents to seek out information and inquire further, the township partner with groups like Button Up Vermont or Energy Efficiency Vermont to hold regular workshops or weatherization improvement projects that can save residents fuel and money. And following these partnerships, the town should encourage residents to turn away from fossil fuels for heating purposes. Electric heating information should be provided to residents in our office to help answer questions. And small changes can be made to encourage residents to switch to electric cars or use ride sharing services. We can consider putting electric car charging stations within park and rides or on our lots to encourage these types of transportation options in 2017 colchester generated 2085 megawatt hours of renewable energy primarily with wind and solar moving forward the town should prioritize increasing the number to align with the county regional plan milestones and colchester should continue to pursue the town solar projects such as the pumpkin patch project on malice bay avenue and the roosevelt highway project on us 7 and poor farm road these projects are integral to not only providing a large amount of solar energy but to show residents that the town is committed to the future of energy The first of the two projects is planned to be constructed on Mallets Bay Ave. In an old field leased by Sam Mazza, the Pumpkin Patch solar project will provide about 30% of the town's energy once completed. Uh, Not only will the town save over $450,000 over the project's lifetime, but it will also net the town almost $45,000 by selling excess energy back to the electric company. The Roosevelt Highway project will provide Colchester with one-third of its electric energy needs. It will also... Provide the town with 46,000 in metering credits every year to save the town nearly half a million dollars during the solar panels' lifetime, and both are still waiting permits. So, obtaining substantial deference requires plans to identify potential areas for development and siting of these renewable energy resources and areas in, in, unsuitable for, site, for siting those resources. It must also address potential generation from potential locations. The maps help visualize and calculate potential generation. For locations and compare it to the 2025 2035 and 2050 targets to determine priority locations for these renewable energy sources we have to consider the constraints that would make locations unsuitable uh, known constraints outlined by ccrpc include the presence of fema floodways river corridors national wilderness areas state significant natural communities rare endangered species vernal pools class one to two wetlands Uh, Possible state constraints include agriculture and hydric soils, Act 250 agriculture soil mitigation areas, FEMA flood hazard areas, Vermont conservation design priority blocks, protected lands, wildlife crossings, deer wintering areas. Local known constraints include slopes 20% or greater and wetlands or surface water buffers. Uh, Possible local constraints in Colchester include shoreland overlay districts for zoning purposes. And these also don't consider the what exists in these locations as well, Um, as you'll see a lot of the priority areas of wind energy are also in the middle of properties, just a warning. So here are the existing renewable energy sites, Uh, looks like a majority of solar sites are in Porter's Point, Prim, Warner and Heinberg areas, also in the Village area and the Lakeshore area. As mentioned earlier, the Energy Dashboard noted that there were 268 properties with solar so these are the known state constraints. Um, there's a presence of conditions that, are likely, that would likely signal unsuitable for renewable energy development. Uh, we see a lot of it in the bean McCrae, Shipman Hill areas, as well as Fort Ethan Allen, Camp Johnson area. Uh, we can also see that in the northeast quadrant is the darker green, which is the uh, wetlands areas. And so here are possible constraints they showed. We can see that almost all of Colchester has ag soil. Uh, We can see scattered forest blocks along the northeast quadrant, village, mill pond areas, as well as clay point, uh, which also has a deer wintering area. We also see hydric soils and FEMA flood hazard areas in the Shipman Hill Bay and McRae areas. And this map shows both the prime and base locations of solar. Prime renewable energy shows location where there's limited to no constraints, when base shows renewable energy locations with high potential but possible constraints. Uh, those in red are the base renewable energy location areas. Using only prime locations, Colchester would be able to satisfy the goals outlined in the ECOS plan. Sites located in the base areas should be considered, but ultimately discouraged in order to preserve the agriculture and natural aesthetics of the town. Uh, some prom- prime locations, they stated, are the Mallets Bay Ave and Exit 16 areas, uh, West Lakeshore Drive, Lakeshore, Bayside, Norse Area, and the, north, uh, the Northeast Quadrant. And here's potential wind energy map. Uh, the zoning districts, elevation, location, and aesthetics would be a constraint for potential wind-generating projects. Uh, this map shows both prime and base locations. Uh, the primary of the wind would be in the Mallets Bay Ave and exit 16 area. So in the end, this chapter is going to receive a massive overhaul to meet both the goals of the 90% renewable energy and the interim goals of the 2025 and also to achieve substantial deference I guess I'll just go straight into the survey results. So we only received 53 responses from this one, and they seem to be going down less and less over time. For the first question, we asked people to fill in the blank. For my electricity and heating bills are blank. Uh, 52.83% said they were average, followed by 40 or 20 28.3% said they were high. Uh, next, we asked, the, asked about the importance of renewable energy. 69.81% said it was very important, followed by 24.53% said it was somewhat important. The remaining 566 believed it was at least not important. Question three asks how renewable energy would impact them. 73.58% believed it would improve their quality of life. 1132 believed it would actually decrease their quality of life. So when asked about what actions people would to take to reduce emissions, most popular was to buy a more efficient fuel car, followed by buying an electric car or cutting down on short avoidable trips. Uh, seven out of the 53 respondents said they wouldn't change a thing about what they do. You know, some of the other options were walking, carpooling with friends, bike or ride. So we asked about weatherization projects, and 56.6% said they have completed projects, while 41.41% said they haven't. And we said if you answered no to the question previously, what would encourage you to weatherize your home? It uh, looked like financial assistance was the top option they would like more information or access to physical help would be hard so we asked what areas would people prefer to see these renewable resources if we were to build a big wind farm or solar panel field uh, 30.77 percent had no preference otherwise the most popular locations were exit 17 severance Qu- or severance road and the town service blakely road area yeah, it spread pretty evenly but there's exit 17 16 Fort Ethan Allen, Colchester Village, West Lakeshore Drive, uh, East Lakeshore Drive, uh, Southeast Corner, Shipman Hill, Mallets Bay Ave, Outer Bay, Clay Point, Northeast Quadrant. No preference, we would not prefer renewable energy. Uh, for question nine, we asked respondents if they've enrolled in financial and energy efficiency programs offered by groups such as Efficiency Vermont. Uh, 50.94% said so they have not, 2264 have, and 20.75% percent didn't know these programs even existed. And we asked about demographics. Uh, most who answered were between the ages of 35 and 64, followed by 25 to 34 and 65 and older. And lastly, we asked about where people were located who took the survey. Uh, most said they were in the Colchester Village area and Porter's Point. Other than that, we had between one and four responses on, from where
0: they were located. And that's it. So that's it for now. We encourage you to share this podcast with your neighbors and on various social networks. For more information on the town plan and meeting dates, check out Colchester's 2019 town plan website at tinyurl.com 2019 town plan and sign up for our Thoughts on Thursday email service to receive additional content and surveys to help shape our community. Thanks for tuning in. And we hope to see you at a meeting soon. This podcast was produced in collaboration with Lake Champlain Access Television. Find out more at lcatv.org.